Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com. Stand to your feet and welcome my friend Brian Simmons this morning as he comes to bring the word to Brian and Candace. Come on. Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. You can double that. That was about half as good as we need to be, yeah. Thank you so much. Have a seat in the heavenly realm and welcome to this uh, Methodist church here today. Really good to be with you. We, we just, we have to say how much we love the hires. Are they amazing or what? They will take you higher. Tremendous pastors and, and, uh, lovers of God, and we got to meet you in Israel, and since then we've been with you a few times, and it's always a treasure, a, tri a real treat when we're with you, and we love you dearly, uh, and your six kids, uh, two kids, <laughs> is that prophetic? <laughs> we got to multiply, all right, Candace and I are about to celebrate our 49th together, and uh, yeah. We knew each other from grammar school, got engaged in middle school. No. Uh, we've known each other for, like, a long time. So, Candace, uh, I just want to share with her, uh, share with you that she is the most amazing dreamer you'll ever meet. You will never meet another person that has more dreams than she does. She, uh, I didn't ask about last night, but her average is seven a night. How many did you have last night? Nine, okay, and it's specific for the churches and the people we minister to, so we will submit this to your leadership team. They can judge it, weigh it, and pray into it, so here we go. So first of all, I just want to release it to you, so why don't you stand up and to the other campus, so Lord, we thank you that dreams are for today, Lord, that you speak not only during the day, but during the night season. You work the night shift, Lord, and you pour out your spirit upon the people. Lord, so we say, let them have dreams and visions, Lord. Let them be transported places in their dreams, Father. Let them be healed, Father. Give them gifts like you did with Solomon, Lord Jesus. Take them places, Lord. Uh, show them what you're going to do the next day. Father, raise up your Josephs, your Daniels, your Samuels, Lord Jesus. Pour out business plans, ideas for the future, inventions, Lord, books and art. So we thank you, Jesus, for what is going to happen. Lord, give them the interpretation before they even awake, Lord. And thank you for what you're going to do just by this prayer, Lord. You're going to raise up uh, dream clinics through some of the people from just from today, from me releasing this. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to just release some real quick. And uh, they're mostly affirmation. A lot of churches, I give a lot of different things. And when I give affirmation, they say, you didn't have more information? Well, affirmation is really good, guys. So <laughs> anyway, so just take it and uh, have a seat. I'm sorry. Let you sit down. Okay, so. I haven't fully developed all of them, but I'm just going to give you what I got. How's that? The raw stuff. Okay, first one was on paradoxes. And paradoxes are concepts that are opposites, but they're perfectly paired. 
and they may seem absurd or contradictory, but such as exalt, exaltation through uh, humiliation, being humble, I mean, strength through weakness, receiving through giving. They seem to contradict, but they don't. And so I feel like the Lord say, These, you are a church that will always be balanced because you're able to embrace the, the paradoxes. And because you embrace the paradoxes of God, you will go deeper in the wisdom and revelations of God's kingdom advance. And it's so great that uh, I know this couple here, and I know how they embrace the paradoxes that are in the word. And what it does is it just gives you greater wisdom. You're not unbalanced. So number two, we've been given a gift that will change the world and make all the difference. Now, I'm not giving you the dreams. I'm giving you the interpretation. So uh, resting place, you're a gift to this city. And you're determined to keep Christ central. And that's why you're such a gift. You bring the gift of salvation and you take it to the uttermost parts of the earth. Romans 6.23, for sins, meager wages is death. But God's lavish gift is life eternal found in our union with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we praise him for this astonishing gift. And uh, the Lord said that you celebrate the gift of Jesus, not only inside this house, but you take him to the nations of the world and the cities of this earth. Number three, I saw, I'll give you the dream. I saw a huge rubber ducky, and I knew that it, that was about joy. We went by one this morning just to confirm that that was really a word for you today. This is a house of joy, not a joy. Yes, Lord, not a joy that's deep down in your heart, but it's a joy that overflows and it's unspeakable and full of his glory. And the Lord says, don't take that joy for granted. It's so important for our emotional wholeness and our holiness. Romans 14, 7, 17, for the gift of the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but it's the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. And this house will always be filled with joy. We just proclaim it, a joy filled with glory. 1 Thessalonians 6, 16, let joy be your continual feast. Let it be your continual feast. Um, this house will always see incredible answers to prayer, signs, wonders, and miracles. And why? Because this house esteems prayer. And you ask and you believe that he's going to answer. And so you're going to see even more miracles poured out. Matthew 6.32. I'm not going to read that, but I'll just, you can look it up. Number five, you can't judge a book by his cover. Hebrews 13.2. And show hospitality to strangers, for they may be angels from God showing up as your guests. And the footnote in the Passion Translation says, for this is how you are worthy to receive angels while you're awake. So get ready to receive angels. And I saw the uh, angel of revival and the re angel of breakthrough coming to this house. We, I actually saw that in our church when we had our church so that angel of revival and breakthrough are coming to this house because you esteem and value the strangers that come in. Number six, I was out of my body flying and, and I heard the phrase, no place like home. And the Lord wants to remind you that this is not your home. Uh, you need to stay in that atmosphere of heaven for we have no city here on earth to be our permanent home, but we seek the city that is destined to come. Hebrews 13, 17. 
Number seven, I saw a rocket ship, and the Lord says, you're in the rocket ship. And uh, if there's a lot of shaking and rumbling and all that going on, that's because it's a rocket ship ready to take off. You're blasting off, and as you get up there, things are going to get smoother. But right now, it's a rocket ship. And, and you know, I, some of us like that anyway. We like, <laughs> we like that rocking, shaking place. But you're going to get up there, and it's just going to get smoother and smoother. Eight, you were cleaning the city. Proverbs 11, 11, the blessing of favor rests upon the righteous and it influences the city to lift it higher. So get ready for lots of new believers to come in because of your influence in this city. Which one? Oh, the blessing of favor resting upon the righteous influences the city to lift it higher. So I just see lots more people coming in because of your influence in the city. And, uh, and the last one that I had was to put on your, uh, put on your salvation suit, your armor of God, as you go out this door. We, when we had a church, we had a sign over our back door that said, entering the mission field. So I believe you're going to enter the mission field. The Lord's going to send lots more missionaries out of this place, not only to the nations, but to the city streets and to the highways and the byways, and they're going to come in. So get ready for, like I said, those believer classes to be set up, more leaders to be raised up. And so we thank you, Lord, for the increase in this house, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, that we believe for bigger and better, Lord, for your name and for your glory, Lord, that you're pouring out your joy in this place. Lord, I just pray joy over each person that's come in here this morning. We break the spirit of despondency, Lord, the spirit of depression, Lord Jesus, anxiety, Lord. We break it off of them, Lord Jesus. The enemy will have no part, has no part in them, Lord Jesus. So we say, Lord, just release your joy as they go out of this place today. Let them take it out, Lord, to their neighbors, Lord, to the people that they work with, Father. Let them take Jesus and salvation Lord Jesus, we love you, Father. We thank you this morning for this beautiful church. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Nine dreams for resting place. So we'll make sure you all get a copy of that. All right. Um, you know, the Lord got a hold of me in 1971 during the Jesus movement and uh, out of my hippiedom into the kingdom I went from LSD to G-O-D in one day. I had a very dramatic, I, I think that word dramatic kind of goes with me a little bit. I had a dramatic conversion that just wrecked me and has continued to wreck me now 49 years in, in, in walking with him. Uh, in spite of me, in spite of my slowness, my dullness of heart, my intermittent Faith at times. He's been so good to me. He's been so faithful to my wife and I and our family. We just spent a couple of weeks with our family over in Pinellas County. That's where some of them are. We've, all our kids are on the East Coast. We're not. So we're, we're going to be one of the thousand people a day moving to Florida. So I hope you'll welcome us. It, it may be as early as next year, but it's in, it's in the works for us. We're caring for a 94-year-old father and a 91-year-old father. And and uh, we, we've got some, you know, we have some reasons to stay where we're at for a while. But uh, we, Florida is in our future. 
we actually lived in Florida when we came back from the mission field uh, in, in the Clearwater area for a while. And, um, and then when Brady moved here, I, I definitely, you know, go Bucks. If I said go Pats, you'd, you'd, you know, you'd throw something at me. But we have a lot of reasons to love Florida, and we love being here with you and, and being with our dear friends. Uh, let me give away a passion translation. Uh, for 11 years, every day, I've been working on this project. Uh, it's been just, you know, I cry if I think about it long enough, uh, the goodness of God. Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, we've, um, we've got about a million copies out there around the world, English-speaking world. We have projects underway in Spanish, que bueno, yeah. mi gente, we've, got, um, we've already got some of the passion translated in Spanish, and uh, we hope to get it in Mandarin, that's a billion plus speakers, the Chinese believers have told me, uh, some of the leaders have told me that they do not, the young generation doesn't read the Chinese Bible because it makes no sense to them, you know, it would be like us trying to read the King James 1611 version, you know, it, it doesn't quite uh, rock our world. So we, we really believe this is a movement of dynamic expression of God's heart. I want to be a scholar of his heart, not just letters on a page. I could tell you Greek and Hebrew and share all those wonderful things I may yet before, uh, before the evening's over. Uh, but it's his heart. You know, have you ever been misunderstood? You know, that's why you have emoticons on your text, you know. LOL, happy face, whatever. I hope keep it clean, but whatever your emoticon is. It's because you want people to know behind the, the words what you're feeling, really saying, because so many times, you know, when, when uh, texting first really got rolling and uh, some of the older people not realizing everything was caps, you know. God's word, there, there's a, there a being behind this book. There's someone that fills eternity that wants his heart to be expressed. Just like we use our words to express ourselves, God used his word and he called his son the word to express himself to this earth. Hebrews chapter 1 says God's spoken many times in the past in many different ways, but in these last days he's spoken to us in the language of Sonship. It's the language of a son. We speak in English. God speaks in son. It's the language of God. So this, this passionate heart must be expressed. And, and because of a supernatural encounter I had in uh, 2009, we began this project. And uh, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been beautifully impossible. It's been just the most wonderful difficult thing that uh, God has ever put before us, and we hope to finish in 2026 and be able to present to you a full, complete Bible in the Passion Translation. And let me just hasten to say, you know, we're not, we're not trying to compete with other translations, and the best translation, I'll tell you the best one, it's the one you live, it's the one you believe. So if you're living and believing King Jimmy, stay with it. Or if it's the NIV never improved version, keep it going. If all you hug is the ESV, the extremely sterile version, then keep reading it. 
But I encourage you to stretch your thoughts around some interesting concepts that maybe you've never heard before. And we, we hope, we pray, and I have, I don't know how many intercessors we are up to now, I think 1,600 if you really feel a tug supernaturally, not just because you thought it'd be cool, but a supernatural tug to be an intercessor for us. We uh, let Candace know we've got, we got teams really praying for us even in, in this meeting now. You know, I better get going because I only have three hours. So let me give a brand new 2020. Can I ask the guys a question? I don't know if you can see this, but it's like gray and it's almost slate gray. But it has a little bit flower twig stuff on it. I personally like it, but I don't know if there's, if guy, is this, is there a guy that likes it? Uh, I, the Lord already told me to give it to the two of you, so could you come up here, my friend? Yeah. See that? I mean, you wouldn't be embarrassed. To... Awesome. It matches your shirt, too. Cool. All right. And you can share it with your girlfriend back there. Or wife. All right. Lord, get them. Amen. Open your Bible to Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I'm going to talk about blessing God today. Uh, you know, in the midst of coronavirus and the most uncertain year you've ever spent in, on earth with difficulties with your business, difficulties with relationships. I mean, bro, you can't even go to the restaurant you want to at times. You know, and, and uh, here in Florida, it's different. We travel a lot. You know, we, we go up north and it's total lockdown. It's California, we're in L.A. sometimes, it's total lot. It's just crazy. But here, it, it's kind of nice. I, th I think we ate our way in the last three weeks. We ate our way through Pinellas County. And now we're into Tampa. <laughs> Whoa. My. But, you know, it's just been a, a wild and crazy roller coaster year. Uh, don't shout me down, but I know that it's true about you and me that uh, everything that you thought was going to happen didn't and things that... You never planned like a, a pandemic. And you know, what you mentioned about suicide makes me weep. There's, the suicide has increased in our nation sixfold. It's, it's just a pandemic of what's happening. Uh, children and uh, adults that, that don't seem to have hope. So I, I wanna just speak a pastoral word to you today. And I know you've got wonderful pastors that encourage you all the time, but I hope that something I say today, there'll be a voice in my voice that will speak inside of you and will reverberate for the next 100 years. Amen. Psalm 103, let me read some of this. With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow and wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you're my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done, you've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. You unveiled, your Mo you unveiled to Moses your plans and showed Israel's sons what you could do. 
Lord, you're so kind and tenderhearted and so patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. You don't look at us only to find our faults just so that you can hold a grudge against us. You may discipline us for our many sins, but never as much as we really deserve. Nor do you get even with us for what we've done, higher than the highest heavens. That's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love, towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Farther than from a sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you've removed our guilt from us. The same way a loving father feels towards his children, that's but a sample of your tender feelings toward us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. You know all about us inside and out. You are mindful that we're made from dust. Our days are so few and our momentary beauty huh, so swiftly fades away. Then all of a sudden we're gone like grass clippings blown away in a gust of wind, taken away to our appointment with death, leaving nothing to show that we were here. But Lord, your endless love, endless love stretches from one eternity to the other, unbroken and unrelenting toward those who fear you and those who bow face down in awe before you. Your faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made passes from parents to children to grandchildren and beyond. You are faithful to all those who follow your ways and keep your word. I'll stop there, but let me just make some comments before we go home. You know, Psalm 103, here's what Charles Spurgeon wrote about it. He says, there's too much in this psalm for a thousand pens to write. It is one of those all-comprehending scriptures, which is a Bible in itself. And it might alone suffice for the hymn book of the entire church. And it begins with that word, bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, bless. So many people complain and murmur against God, against what he's doing. Why, God, is this happening? David blessed his way. He praised his way out of his cave, out of his depression. Most scholars believe David wrote this at a very depressing moment in his time. I mean, can you imagine at, at the lowest point, you, you command your soul, bless the Lord. I'm going to bless the Lord. The word bless, is, it's just beautiful in the Hebrew. You know, we've just put out Genesis not long ago. Uh, we may have some on the table over here. I hope you'll get some. But we, I found that the word blessing is found 88 times in the book of Genesis. Guys, God blessed fish and birds for you fishermen and hunters, I guess. God blessed the fish. The first thing in the Bible God blessed was fish and birds. Grouper, of course. <laughs> but I said, Lord, why, you know, why, why was that the first thing you blessed? He said, because that was life. That was my creation of life. Up to then, it was plants, and it was, you know, earth and sky and other things. But when he made life, he began to bless. 88 times the blessing of God. You don't think of Genesis as a book of blessing, do you? But it, it's so full of blessing. You know, it's bakah is the, is the Hebrew word. It's, um, it, 
is found throughout the scripture. And God wants you to bless him. Do you want God to bless you? Oh, how we want him to bless me. Bless me, Jesus, please. Oh, bless me, Jesus. Oh, I need that blessing. Oh, I need that blessing. Oh, double blessing. Well, what about bless the Lord? Who of us will be like David? You know, you don't need the blessing to get out of your funk. You need to bless the Lord to get out of that mess that's troubling you, that difficult thing at home you got to fix, that, that issue at work or, or a health matter that isn't resolved. Bless the Lord. Everything. It, it can't be a token. You can't, like, bless you, Jesus. No, it's got to be everything from your nose to your toes. You've got to bless him with everything that's in you. This is a test. <laughs> if it were a real emergency. No. Bless him today. I want to give you the secrets of what David discovered, what I'm learning as well. Awesome. Lord, whatever issue this is, is it a, a like a kidnapped child? Lord, we just, right here, we just say, Lord, you are, we bless you, God, that you already have gone ahead and that that sheriff or trooper or, or person is going to get that tag out there and we're going to find this child, Lord. And we say no, Lord, to everything that would harm a child. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. So what do you do when it's not easy to bless Father God with all your heart? What do you do when it's a sacrifice of praise? I want to share with you what David learned, and I think if we'll learn it, it will change our life forever. And it's the one word, remember. Everybody say remember. The best way to, to bless him when it doesn't feel like you want to bless him is to stop and think about all the blessings he has laid out before your life. I'm going to give you seven of them. Let's see if I can do this in the next few minutes. These are the things God's already done for you. David piles up words to express his gratitude. He made a list. He made a catalog. He made a catalog of all the things God had done in the past. And if you'll walk with me down memory lane for just a moment and you start thinking about your own life, some of you weren't even supposed to be born. I mean, you, some of you barely made it through birth and you guys have a child to prove that. Some of you have, have had uh, health issues and, and uh, almost lost your life more than once. Bless the Lord that here you sit, you know. I mean, think of all the cancers you never got, all the car accidents you've never had, you know. <laughs> If we don't give thanks for the blessings, we do forget them. David, in his cave, realized all the things God had done for him. First one is unending forgiveness. He said in verse 3, you kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. I've lived long enough to know that that's the sweetest blessing of God is forgiveness. To be forgiven. To be absolutely forgiven. As far as the east is from the west... That's how far God has removed the guilt of our, of our sins from us. Folks, you are never, that's going to get a scandal going here. You are never going to go to heaven and have God 
talk about your sin. There's not a big jumbotron where all your naughty stuff gets put up there and everybody, oh my, everybody finds out what a jerk you really are. No. God, look, your sins are gone. G-O-N-E, gone. It means they're never to be remembered. So what about the judgment seat of Christ? Well, there's seven judgments in the Bible. One of them is the judgment seat of Christ. What is that? That has to do with your reward, the measure of your reward, not sin. He's not going to get you up there and say, oh, I'm sorry. I, I got to remind you here of a few things that you did. No, it's what we do for the king. Is it out of the right spirit, the right motive? That's gold, silver, precious stones. If we're doing it for self-exaltation, some insecure thing that makes us want to be somebody in church, how hokey is that? If we're doing it you know, for us, that's wood, hay, and stubble. It'll be burned. And it says you'll suffer loss of what? Loss of reward. So the judgment seat of Christ is the measuring, uh, the bema seat. It will measure the amount of your reward. Uh, I'm sorry. You're only going to rule over one city of 10 million. Uh, I'm sorry. That's the only reward you get, you know. There's going to be amazing, amazing things. You know, it says that... Uh, the day is coming when the secrets of men's hearts will be revealed, right? And everybody automatically thinks the naughty stuff. But what's going to be revealed is your secret love, the way you secretly prayed and fasted and longed for God when other people rejected you, persecuted you, ignored you, pushed you aside, but secretly you fought for your, your place before the grace throne of God. That's the secrets of the heart that will be revealed in that day for your reward, not your punishment. Everybody say, I like being forgiven. It's the greatest gift God can ever give you. And that's what David starts with is forgiveness. Second, his healing inside and out. There in verse 3, it says, you healed me inside and out from every disease. Inside and out from every disease. That is the healing power of God. And David, under an old covenant, still acknowledged and experienced this healing, the sweetness of healing. You know, I, I remember we were in Florida, actually. And, uh, uh, you know, I was kind of making fun of televangelists, you know. Now we're all, all of us are all televangelists. We're all on, you know, <laughs> webcast Zooms. And I got so many interviews going next week, I can't even keep up with it, you know. So we're all like that. But I would make it fun, of, and, and I was wherever I was, and Candace had a horrible back pain. I mean, horrible lower back pain for three years. And, and the, the, the televangelist said, put your hand on the television screen right now, and God is going to heal you. She did that, and kabam, zap, pow. Sounds like Batman. And, and, and her back was instantly healed. Our daughter almost died with a snake bite in the jungle. God healed her. I could talk about the four times we had amoebic dysentery and were dying in the jungle, and God healed us. The wet tears of our church elders there in the tribal village falling on my sick body, that brought healing to me. I have been healed many times by the power of God. And then inside, the healing of the, the hurts, you know, the, the rejection, the stuff that we go through. I, I mean, you know, I tried to be an athlete when I was growing up, and I, and I never had a coach that affirmed me. You know, all of my coaches, they told me I ran like a ruptured duck. I said, wait, 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 wait. And it, it just made me want to run harder and play, you know, more football or whatever. But you've been pushed back. 
inner, you know, the inner woundings of parents and sometimes siblings and uh, your ex, uh-oh. Uh, and that can hurt the soul, but to be healed inside and out. I thank God. Somebody's going to bless the Lord here. Come on, Lutherans, you can bless God today. The third, it says he's crowned me with, with love and mercy. Love is chesed, the, the Hebrew word chesed, which is covenant love. It's, it's God has to love you. Uh, you know, it's not because of compulsion. It's because of who he is. He has to love you. God has to love you every day. That, that's a loyal love. The mountains will crumble, fall into the sea, but my loyal love, chesed, will not ever lift from your life. And then mercy, racham, the Hebrew word mercy is a homonym, has a dual meaning. It's also the word for womb. God has womb love for you. There's a, a love cord that has attached to you from the womb of Father God. And you're his beloved child, and mercy flows into you. He has crowned you with chesed aracham. The, the love and mercy are with you. I got to run through this. Number five, you satisfy my every desire. And that's answers to prayer. Think of all the answers to prayer. I mean, I, I, I prayed for a wife. Hallelujah. I got the right one. It took me a while to convince her. Me and my six-foot-five friend had to get on each side of her and basically tell her, you are going to marry her. That's how we did it. And she goes, oh, okay. Anyway, so we had a long engagement of three weeks and got married. Do not try that at home, boys and girls. But answers to prayer, he's satisfied. Think about how your heart is satisfied with goodness, the things he's given to you. And then number six, you renew my life day by day. Every day the Lord himself is near me with a special mercy for each hour. Day by day we walk with him and he renews us. He strengthens us. Our outward man may be perishing, but the inward renewed day by day. And seventh, you make things right. You give us justice to the defenseless. Seven times Bach is found in Psalm 103. And each time it is in the imperative mood, you must Bless the Lord. You must. You have no choice. How many of you want to obey God today? Then stand up and let's bless the Lord. Lift your hands up to heaven like you're going there. Rapture practice if there is one. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, my. Hey, bless the Lord. Lord, get the most depressed, discouraged person in this room. Get the one who's had disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And they're wondering if that's all they're going to experience in life. Lord, target their heart right now. Lift burdens, lift cares, anxieties. Let them bless. Open your lips now and bless him. Thank you, God. Show him with your words, with your lips. Open your mouth and begin to pour out, pour out. Blessing of God. I bless the Lord. Everything about you. Oh, my soul sing. Oh, my soul sing. Let my soul song rise to the heavens let the blessing of god break curses blessing not cursing let the blessing come upon our children our wayward children that have wandered off lord get them attack them with love attack them with grace and mercy Haga, lord let the intercession rise for our wayward children and grandchildren touch this generation with power show us the power of a blessing 
Now I say to you, my beloved friends, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord lift shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you when you go out and when you come in, when you lie down, when you rise up, when you eat your group or you eat your meal and, and you you watch TV, whatever you do, may the blessing of Abba, Father God, may the Father bless you out of Zion. May he bless you with shalom, with a peace, nothing broken, nothing missing. Lord, fill right now each heart with the blessing of Yahweh. And let our heart be quick to bless you in return. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him thanks. Come on, Presbyterians. You can thank him today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com.